0: Okay, Q jingle, Q
1: jingle. There it is. Hello, Jonathan.
0: Great, 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 Greg. How are you, sir? Last episode, we were both in the beautiful city of Seattle, and now
1: we are not. Where are you, sir? We are not both in the same city. I am back in Palm Springs, where, if there's opportunity, I can talk about wind. Uh okay. I have I have learned some new things about wind in the past week that okay. I did not know. Uh and you are, where are you? I'm still back up in Seattle. You are
0: in Seattle. Here we are. It it's is. a sunny, beautiful day. Uh a little breezy, but I wouldn't say it's
1: windy. There's just a nice mm. a nice breeze. Well, I just in short, I'll tell you that the place where we both live in Palm Springs, where I am currently, uh, mm. is on the north end of Palm Springs. That's right. And kind of Pokes its head up into Coachella Valley more than uh, than the rest of the city does. As a result, we get a lot of wind coming right through the valley. And I knew this when I bought my place here. Maybe the two people were like, "Oh, that's the windy part of town." Yeah, I'm here to tell you that incessant wind, as we've had now for about a week, that's what could make me go insane. Oh boy! Just like uh, what's the what's the Stephen King movie, The Shining? It's what can make me snap like Like Johnny, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm okay today, but you know, check in with me tomorrow. (laughs) It's so it's, yeah, (laughs) it's it's
0: windy. super windy, huh? Yeah, okay. So are you able to, is it like, are we talking like I can't walk out, it's I?
1: No, I can go outside. Um, The things that make it, that that are maddening about it is uh, because we have all these palm trees and trees around, um, it's very loud. So like going out to walk the dog, if I don't have noise cancellation on, on my, on my headphones, I can't hear is that loud to be wow, outside of the wind. Right. The other yeah. is I can't sit in the backyard because I can't have anything with me. It will blow away. So I was out there uh, a couple nights ago and I took my glasses off and put them down on the table um, while I was reading. And then a wind gust comes along and glasses yep. are on, on oh, uh, yeah. the table. Um, yeah. So it's that kind of thing. Um, if I, I'll also say, right. You know, it's, Gorgeous and sunny, and there's a pool, and there's Palm Springs, and so it's still pretty great, right? But
0: I'm it's you pretty know. great, you know. If you had a series of alternating, oh. uh, tuned kazoos, <gasps> you could put you could position up on
1: your roof, it'd be music all day. This is now something I need to look into. I think you're right, yeah. Kazoo tunes, sure. Kazoo tunes. <laughs> anyway uh mostly Palm springs is great though and so we will uh our next several podcasts we're going to be in this bi-coastal space or i guess by whatever it is um because we're on the same coast but yeah we're going to be splitting our time yeah our distance that's right uh that just as a topic fizzled uh just then so i'm (laughs) now going to make this awkward (laughs) transition uh, into what are we talking about today, John? What are we
0: talking about today? Well, uh, besides how windy it is, yeah. um, we're talking about uh, the, uh, the, the, we're talking about whether or not to use in the kitchen, um, high tech gadgets or yes. keep it simple and keep it
1: old school. Yes, yes. And I, don't, and I think some of the things I'm interested in chatting about with you, might not even fall in the category of high-tech gadgets. Hmm. I I, I think it'll just be interesting to talk about, like, what's the equipment that we use that we rely on and the ones that uh, maybe were a good idea um, in the beginning and maybe are not anymore. And and having just gone through a lot of things that were in my storage unit in Seattle um, and decided what to bring down, I've had some chance to think about the appliances and gadgets that I had and... um, And how I use them, I was using them. So what uh what appliance should we start with? Who should well, we place? Well well, first can we
0: just can we just yeah. do a plug? I just want to say because we, we keep asking for input from uh from
1: any listener yeah. that's out there, and this is from a listener. This this, this is from a listener. Today, yep. that's right. Gretchen yeah, Dalma Gretchen. uh sent a note and said uh she loves what we're talking about. She uh thinks that we should talk about uh gadgets. So this is from Gretchen. Thanks for that, Gretchen. Nice Thanks, Gretchen. Yeah. yeah. Um, what piece of equipment do you want to uh put up on the discussion block first? Well, we don't have any sponsors. Yeah.
0: We don't not, not right. yet. So anything, <laughs> any, any, uh, any name brand that I bring up, uh, just know it's just because I bought it. And we know no, no one's telling me to do this. That's right. Um totally. So yeah, yeah. So uh I one I have two new favorite. I, I, I think I've mentioned before. I grew up in a house where my, my mother was pre- pretty gourmet cook but we there was like a lot of crock pot use like this crock pot mm. got mm-hmm. used all the time and I think you would mention yeah. that there and and it was just it, it's just so easy and and today they have uh other versions of this newer faster yes. better and the instant pot is one of them right so yes. um I am kind of the king of soups in our home, I make a lot of soups and I'm the guy who will make, um, uh, nothing goes bad. Let me say this in our fridge. So Mm -hmm. if if there's older vegetables, there's older stuff, um, it goes, it goes in a pot, it goes in the instant pot and I'm making soup out of it. There's Mm -hmm. vegetables get put in, you know, and and it's a variety of things. And so there's a lot of what my mother would call garbage soup going on in, uh, in the house. And usually delicious, you know. And, and depending on what I put it in there, I'll do different spices and play with it. I have some other, uh, you know, the standards. I make split pea soup often. Um, oh, I'll nice! Make, I um, love that. Yep. Yeah. And but I'll use the instant pot for lots of stuff, like rice. I'll make lentils. I've made um, it does meats like crazy. I can I can sous yeah. vide, or sous Sous vide. I can sous vide in it um mm-hmm. so i've done steaks and we've Ooh. done we've done uh salmon and, and other things and it, oh, it's just great it's a really mm-hmm. it's a really great device well constructed um works like a champ i have yet to have a problem with it um that i didn't invent myself like i just didn't know how to use it i just did it wrong yeah. so <laughs> um so, so so if i follow the instructions which i usually get around to reading um i it, it works it works wonderful so the instant pot is yeah. uh is, is is one of my faves for sure
1: so i am a little bit anti-instant pot but i, mm-hmm. I want to clarify my point mm-hmm. um only so i i was gifted an instant pot an instant pot actually mm-hmm. by a dear okay. friend uh, nice. who practical. had bought she and her wife had bought another one a better one and, and gifted me the the less good one less right. good, we still basically knew um And here's the thing I'll say about the Instant Pot. It did exactly what it said it did. Uh, It it had a browning feature. I was able to brown in it uh, to make some, saute some some onions and some carrots and stuff. I made soup. Um, Of course, the pressure component of it means that the lentils are going to cook faster than they would have otherwise. So it did all the things uh, that it needed to do and that it said it did. It did them well. And by the way, I should clarify. Almost always, I'm cooking for one. I cook for myself. I right. typically cook a volume of something that I can put away. Um, but it means that I like something that takes 45 minutes versus two hours doesn't really change my life um, enough mm. to have, and this is the key point, a separate appliance. Right. So everything I did in the Instant Pot, I could do in my soup pot um, or in my Dutch oven, it just took longer. Right. So I can still, I can saute actually better in the Dutch oven on the stovetop. I can add all the stuff, you know, all my ingredients. And then if it's a, like a slow cook, something put it in the oven at 300 degrees and kind of give it that, that surrounding heat rather than a stovetop that might burn. So what I have found is that the instant pot did exactly what I, what it was supposed to do. But when I think of counter space and cabinet space, I couldn't justify it as its own separate, appliance right because my soup pot would do the same
0: yeah yeah well you know that's it's interesting because you like you said you, you you're doing it for one and um and and we both i mean i've made a lot of soups before the instant pot, and and it was a it's just a it's just a nice easy comforting process to make a soup yeah you know and it's, oh it
1: is i agree and i love making soup
0: yeah it's great because there's nothing yeah there's no downside to soup
1: oh I know, right? <laughs> Even the word. The Are word is haters? kind of just say soup. the
0: word soup. Soup.
1: I know. It's great. Are it's there soup soup. Hat- soup haters? I feel like I'd like to hear from someone if they're a soup hater. If they're anti-soup in any way. I mean, we may ridic- ridicule you well. on a on a future <laughs> episode. But still, I mean just weigh way right in if you're a soup hater.
0: I want to hear from the soup haters, please. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you have some some soup trauma you'd like to share with us, <laughs> if, if soup you, has hurt you.
1: Like you ate soup and you're like,
0: ah, too hot.
1: And you're like, never again. I get it. If you had a, yeah, we get it. We support you. We are we here for, for your life choices, um, even though we might mock them a little bit. Okay. Well, now on to uh, a device, a kitchen gadget that I have actually become a big fan of. Oh, okay. Despite what I said earlier about extra appliances. Yeah. um, Air fryer. Oh, my God. I have an air fryer. Yeah. And Tell me about your air fryer. Well, when I first was hearing about air fryers, they seemed to be promoting them as a replacement for a deep fryer. And I never use a deep fryer, like (laughs) for a long list of reasons. I didn't own one. It was very rare that I fried anything in in that much oil in in the house. And so I thought, I don't need an air fryer. Well, as I paid more attention and heard people who love them and I I read up on them and it really is just a little tiny oven. So once I adjusted my headspace around this is just a little oven that heats up very fast yeah. and cooks with convection, you know, at, at a, at a good temperature. And for that reason is going to cook faster than, than a regular oven will. I thought, Oh, well then as a little tiny oven, I am completely on board Yeah. because I use my air fryer with the exception of baking bread way more than I use my oven. Mm-hmm. Cause if it's just like, I'm gonna roast a piece of fish for my own dinner or a piece of fish and some vegetables together in, in yeah. the same air fryer for my, di- for my dinner. Um, all that can be done in a space that is you know conducive to a single meal rather than an oven that's big enough for an 18 pound turkey being utilized for a little piece of salmon. Yeah. Cause then, I mean, I do everything I can to not appear pathetic to my own eyes. And good <laughs> heavens, if I that little lone piece of chicken in the full size oven with a few lone strips of asparagus. Like, you know, there's a sad violin playing in the background. And I know the listeners can't can't
0: see this. We're
1: we're we're doing this over
0: Zoom so so we, we can see each other. And <laughs> as Craig's explaining the smallness of his little loneliness. His his sho- his shoulders hunch in. He kind of scrunches <laughs> up. It's almost like a little self-hug. He's rocking back and forth a little there's little his eyes are downcast. It's um
1: well, you I know envision what? myself a little bit as a lone, a lonely, sad Keebler elf living in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's air fryer. I'm that's a, fan. a whole. There's a
0: whole episode in there.
1: There is a whole episode about that, but uh, yeah. So air fryer, despite the fact that it is a completely additional appliance that takes up space in my cupboard and on my countertop, I'm yeah. an air fryer fan. I am
0: as well, and we have Thanks. one up in we have one in each of our of our places mm-hmm. because we enjoy them so much we also we, af, having moved out of a larger home that has a um that has a proper grill in the yard i don't have mm-hmm. a grill i don't have a way to grill um mm-hmm. outside and so we went with the air fryer that uh, also uh doubles as a grill so it has a grill i don't know if yours does oh, this as well
1: oh very nice but
0: but the air fryer has it has a, it's just a big empty yeah. open area and you drop this basket in and I can air fry or I can okay. drop a grill platter in and yeah. then heat it up and do the whole thing and then put on the, whatever yeah. I'm grilling. Right. The whole, I mean, everything from, it also acts as a dehydrator and I just made banana chips. So we have, you know, Ooh. we've got bananas that go bad or not going bad, but you know, they're, they're, they're becoming more sugary. Sure, which is delicious. Right. So, um and instead of like muffins, I thought banana chips. So slice them, throw them in. It takes ten hours. It, it, right. it goes. It's on at like one thirty-five or something for ten hours. Yeah, they come out perfect, perfect. <laughs> so, and it also makes the best in in the air fryer. I noticed that I put. I use a little bit of canola oil, just a ton, like a yeah. tablespoon. And I can do a whole batch of chicken wings for like a game, Ooh. something we're going to watch or I'm by myself and no one's watching and I can eat all the chicken wings I want. So yes. like whatever that, whatever that is. Right? So, um, and I can do a whole pile of chicken wings with one tablespoon of oil and it's magic.
1: And the thing I need to say to those of you who are listening, who don't know Jonathan, he is an expert at chicken wings oh. <laughs> so whatever jonathan says he's doing for chicken wings you want to be signed up for that game thank you that's good well i do well we like them and yes. uh yeah and they're just and i used to bake them
0: because I, yeah. I i was never going to to uh deep fry anything i just i refused right. it i wasn't going to do it i've had good delicious choice. chicken wings that are deep fried yes. thank goodness and good for them they have a fryer i'm not wasting that kind of oil yep i'm not going to totally smell like that. So yes. um, uh, oh my gosh. Yes. The, the air all fryer. Yeah. yeah I'm I feel like we've come together across this. Like, like we, we, we have, just built yes, a bridge. We, we just built a bridge here.
1: <laughs> air fryers can build a bridge. The new song by the Judds. Um, the uh, <laughs> sorry, it was a little call out to the unfortunate passing of Naomi Judd. For those of you who know, you know, um, it, it yes. was some months ago. Anyway,
0: yeah.
1: I just today on the subject of uh, all <clears> those <throat> things you were just talking about, I just had a grill delivered to my home today. I have a brand new grill. Yes. I have a brand new grill in my backyard. I have turned it on, but I haven't actually used it for anything yet. Um, the motivator for me to get a grill was that I my kitchen is being remodeled, as you know, and I currently don't have a kitchen. So yeah. uh, if I'm going to want to cook in the next week or two, I'm going to need the grill for it. But I have a grill, so I'll have, to, I'll have to keep you up to date on how that goes. So I don't have an air fryer that grills. Um, but the new oven that I have coming for my kitchen remodel will have an air fryer hmm. setting in it. Really? So I may be able to get rid of the little one. Yeah.
0: Wow. And we'll you have see. a grill too. I, am I greener? Do I look greener? Cause there's some, envy. <laughs> I've got some envy here. I love grilling. We used to, uh, my grill was, uh, I don't want to say my sanctuary. A little bit. Like when I, because you know, I, I've said before, like, and we just had this conversation a little while ago that I'm, uh while I am fairly outgoing, I am mostly introverted. And so, yes. big parties, not my favorite, but I can, but if I'm the grill master, hey, I got a job. Don't bother. No. Like, I, I can only fit a couple of people around the grill at a time. So I get to con- right. kind of control and I like to grill. So you're busy, I, right? could, yeah. I could do this. I could have, I could be, I could be productive at a party. And also, uh, you know, control the situation a bit. But I miss the grill. And when we would lose power, as we often did on um, our our quaint little island we lived on, um, mm-hmm. hey, sheet pan scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, you make you put your yep. bacon, put your bacon out there, crispy bacon, and, and I would do this. In the, and of course, you don't lose you don't lose power in the middle of the summer. Yeah, you of course know, know. It's, it's in the winter, yes. and, and I'm in, I'm in my parka, and I'm, I'm in boots because I'm, it's,
1: I got two feet of snow, and I'm grilling, yes, and uh, it's just the best, I love it. I did buy a griddle pan for my brand new grill, mm-hmm. so, uh, and breakfast is one of my favorite meals to cook, so there will be, there will be eggs and bacon and French toast happening in the backyard, throughout the summer, oh is what I can
0: gosh. tell you. Oh my
1: gosh! Um, tell me your next favorite. Kitchen equipment or gadget?
0: Well, so I I used to um I used to I used to I was really into salsas for a while. We've had Ooh. some salsa discussions, and we've kind of uh, yeah. dropped the salsa ball. Um, we did this podcast yeah. <laughs> by not updating people it's with traditional splatted. salsas. Um, although I will yeah. say, I went and had, and I'll 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 add it in because I'm away from the refrigerator now, and I don't have it in front of me. But Trader Joe's has a fire roasted salsa that's Ooh. outstanding. I know oh, it's wow. store bought. It's not. Yeah, it's though. really good. Nice. But so I just had that. So there's no salsa update for the day. All right. But I used to like to make salsas, and I did when I didn't have in a, a gas range. I would. I my favorite gadget was one of those little butane torches. Really. So I had a little tiny, probably the. the I'm, I'm showing this to. Yeah. Greg, But it's like the size of maybe your hand in in yeah. in, in height and it just fits in your palm of your hand and you can use it for all sorts of things. So I'd use it to um to uh to blister um, my tomatillos or my mm. peppers and you know prior to to making salsa. Yeah. Um, I've also used it uh it's perfect for um for uh hardening the and melting the hardening of the sugar on top of crème brûlée if you're making that. Oh yes, right. that's the classic use. Yeah. Yeah, and uh and uh chasing the dog. When he's been bad, no, my roll, gosh, roll, I don't never do that. Yet, terrible. Um, but I mean, I let him get away. I never caught him. No dogs. Anyway, but no dogs were harmed in the making of this podcast. Uh, but no, but it's uh, that was one of my one of my favorites, and that was that was a that's a really fun one. I still have that. I haven't used it, though. I'll say in a while because um, yeah. down in Palm Springs, we have this wonderful gas range, and yes. so I can just you know you blister pop right on, it. Up and yeah. blister stuff right there. It's it, it's easy, and I don't have to. Go to refill a cartridge. However, in Washington, up here in beautiful Seattle, I don't have yeah. I have an electric range.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I um don't love. But I have to say I'm sure you don't love that. I don't love it. I don't well, love you it. Know, it's, and it's interesting because that to me, that I do not own a torch like that. Mm-hmm. It is falls in the category of a of a device that does a few things but does them incredibly well. I don't know how else you would get creme brulee to get the right topping on it. Without that, because nothing. Yeah, what else will we'll
0: do it? I'll say one thing. My mother used to make it, and oh. she would harden the sugar. And what she had, and this is this is old school. We had a wood stove. We had a wood fireplace, and that would heat wow. the entire house. Right? And sure. We I mean, we had electric heat, but it was it, right, right. it was just expensive, and so wood was much yep. cheaper. So we kind of yep. lived off of the wood fireplace. She had this this uh, what looks like a fire poker. But instead of uh, just being long, it curved at the top and then had Mm -hmm. the equivalent of a small hockey puck welded to the end. And she would put this in the fire until it was red hot. And then she would place that hockey puck on top of the creme brulee ramekin to melt the sugar. That is brilliant.
1: That's how she did it. I guess that's how you made creme brulee if you were a pioneer in the... uh (laughs) In the American West in the 1800s, out in the Yukon, <laughs> when you brulee. when you know they needed their creme brulee, a day of gold panning, but that torch makes me think of sort of devices that are good for one thing, but because it, they do it so well, they're kind of necessary. I have, oh. and this is in uh, in my stuff somewhere. I have a cherry pitter, oh. and it's such a weird device. It's not an electric. It, it's a you know handheld thing, um, but it it's Entire job is to get the pits out of cherries or olives relatively quickly. Now, if you're gonna eat olives on a you know a charcuterie, just fun to say plate, um, you know you spit spit the pit out. Nobody cares. Yeah. But if you if cherries are on sale as they sometimes are in mm-hmm. Washington State, and you want to freeze ten pounds of cherries, you want a, ch- a cherry pitter. Um, so, so does the does the pit not freeze well? Is it crack or something? No, you just don't want the pit in there. So if you if if I'm going to freeze them, I want to use them for pies, or I'm going to use them in in oh, yeah. smoothies, or I'm going to use them for other things, and so I don't want to deal with the pit. So um, I just use this pitter to get the pits out. So all all I've ever used it for is cherry and olive pitting. And again, to my earlier point, I don't like to have devices yeah. or equipment that only does one thing. But in this case. Kind of handy.
0: Well, our life is full of these, right? Our life is full of the the devices that do one thing, but we need them, right? Like, I don't know, no tear trimmers, plungers. Yes. Like, there's just uh, yeah things like, that that we just plungers. need. uh yes. that, that are out there, and I think it depends yeah. on what your thing is. So, right. like we have a device, like you have the cherry pitter, You Ch- eat cherries; it's fantastic, you know. And, and 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 you can't have the pit. You can work around the pit all day long. What what's the time cost of that? And then how long exactly. does it take to actually pit these? Is it quick? Yeah. Is it a quick pit?
1: It's very quick pit. Yeah, it actually it yeah it's quite it's a satisfying experience as well. There's a little a little cup uh, that you with with kind of a hole in the middle of it, and you place the cherry stem down through the hole in the little cup, and then uh, when you squeeze the tool, this little shaft comes down through the back side of the cherry lined up with that hole and it just pushes the pit right out through the hole. Oh, and wow. so you get a rhythm with it and it's just pop, 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 pop. Yeah. And next yeah. thing you know, you've made a terrible, terrible nest because no <laughs> version of cherry pitting does not get cherry juice everywhere. But yeah, sure. uh, you get a bunch of cherries that are easy to eat. So you so. wear a white shirt and then you, you also tie it do. at the same time. You wear time. your best white shirt and you do it uh, on the couch. You do it on the couch. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> on your white couch. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> because everyone should know. Uh, my, I think, okay, so that's an interesting one is the propane torch. I think my next one, um, and this is going to have a similar thought to me as the instant pot. I had a sous vide machine oh, yeah. for, a, yeah. for a minute yeah. and I was really intrigued by sous vide as a method of cooking. And I, I read some, read a little bit, watched some, some YouTube videos mm-hmm. and found one that, you know, everyone agreed was a good one. And I bought it. And again, it did exactly what it was supposed to do for steak. It was fantastic. Yeah. So put it in the bag, put it in the, in the water, the suit. And for those of you who don't know, a sous vide machine uh, establishes and maintains a constant temperature. So you can put a, let's, for example, a steak into a plastic bag. So the steak is not in the water, meaning it's not, uh, the water's not touching right. the steak, right. but the plastic bag is submerged. And yeah. so then the steak is cooked by the hot water at this very sort of low temperature. And the result is you get if you like a medium rare steak, you get perfect medium rare from end to end with no sort of gray line around uh, the edges. And then the very last thing you do is you take it out of its bag and you sear it um, on say a cast iron uh, pan and you get that really good crust. So that, that sous vide does that beautifully. And the thing that I determined was what would make it work. Like the ideal scenario for me would be like a party of five coming to my house, we're all having steak. Everyone has a different temperature that they want. You can hold hold them forever at the temperature you want and then just finish them in the cast iron. That was just such a rare use case for me that, uh, it didn't, even though it's a small device, it didn't justify having a separate device. Was it, did it
0: sit in the water or was it, so it was a separate like little thermometer thing that
1: kept it. Yeah. It was sort of a fat thermometer. Yep. It, it was a cylindrical, uh, two inches in diameter and it, and it, it, it circulated the water in a tub or in a in a pot, and so we yeah. draw water in and set the temperature and circulate the water around. So I
0: I, I had first seen those, um, at a at, at a up here in Seattle. One of our friends, um, and he yeah. he loves to throw parties. He's just got the, the perfect house for it, and we have a whole bunch of people that like to get together for um, social reasons, whether or not they care about whatever sport event is taking place on the television, but they just, so they nice. call it, they call it foodie ball. So basically it's all about oh, the food nice. and there may be some ball going on. So that being said, uh, we have these foodie ball things and, and this, uh, and this person, his name is, um, Eric psycho. Uh, and I love that name. I know. Yeah. S I K O, but it's pronounced psycho. So, uh, we go to psycho's house and he had <laughs> these big plastic bins and they were full of plastic bags of, of chicken, because we're doing chicken, and he had these, these, sous, these sous-vide. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sous-vide. Uh, it's,
1: uh, S-O-U-S is the first word. Right. V-I-D-E, sous-vide. S- sous-vide, okay, great. Yep, it's French, I yeah.
0: Um, Yes, I think it is. And French. Would deny, that, those would now yeah. be the two words in French. Ugly. I
1: was going to say, yeah, yeah, that and we oui is my oui. <laughs> Yeah. My oh, French. now there's three,
0: oh. <laughs> Is this a language pod podcast? Um, so, for our French listener, the um, and he had he, but he cooked over the course of the time thirty chickens. Like he just had Whoa. enough bins and enough yeah. water and enough of these of these things, the temperature, the right thing. And then we took them out, and just as you said, they went right onto a very hot grill, and just just like yep. three or four minutes on each side, three or four minutes on the other side.
1: And uh, they were perfect. They were delicious. Yeah. yeah. And that's that. That is exactly what sous vide machines or sous vide devices are good for. By the way, I looked it up while we're talking. Uh, in French, the term translates to uh, "quote under vacuum." Close quote oh, it was on. under vacuum. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, not not boiled in water. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's a right. great tool. It does exactly that thing well. But again, I couldn't justify having the, the appliance for more than that.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think that's it though. Like, if you have
1: the lifestyle that justifies the appliance,
0: have the appliance. Right. You that's know, exactly it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And uh, as you are a hold up curmudgeon, probably I a am. party thing, sure. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <The opposite laughs> but no, but I mean, if you have it. So, so, so if you're going to host parties when you have 15, 20, 30, 40 people that are showing up, these yeah. larger items and these things are, yeah. are, are valuable um, for us. You know the instant pot and the air fryer were such a boon because you know even though it was just three of us, Andrea and my wife Andrea and our son Bjorn, um, you know Bjorn was a grown boy and boy, he could go through some chili like I made chili, I, we, I he'd go through it or soup or steaks or yes piles of dirt whatever I served he would eat it <laughs> in mass quantities. Um, and and it was it was important to have you know a device yeah. that could keep up with that
1: and i think that's a it's an important point about the devices is you know we talked about we haven't but there's you know there's food processors and there's blenders and there's instant mm-hmm. pots and there's crock pots and as a, like again you know i'm cooking for one almost always and yeah. and so even when i cook for a crowd though like i have a i have time to plan i have time to take the time that i need if i was producing a meal for even 3 people which is to say two people at a bjorn um, which is the equivalent of four, people. <laughs> four um, people. If I if I was producing food on a daily basis to feed folks like that, then those devices become not just conveniences, but really almost necessary. I mean, yeah. an Instant Pot, being able to speed up the process to get dinner to three people on a Tuesday night, that's pretty compelling. You know, and, and it is.
0: And I think that the the Crock-Pot was great for people who could plan ahead. And the Instant Pot, I think, is yeah. the result of a society that it has – maybe well, lost so. some of that or yeah. just it's just because too maybe we're too busy or too distracted or too good-looking we can't get away from the mirror i don't know what it's it is. probably but the good looking yeah i think well th- th- that's what's happening here for me so that's we
1: are hard. pretty someone should say yeah. it uh, i also really like that the instant pot really is just a return to pressure cooking like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our grandmothers had pressure cookers that's how beans got cooked and rice got cooked and things that's like right that. so that's right um yeah uh we have a lot more gadgets we could talk about and not nearly enough time.
0: I think we're out of time. Aren't we? I was I was going to be uh, I was going to give a thumbs up to the Cuisinart in that uh Ooh, I yeah. have I, I never bought one. I inherited a Cuisinart from my mother. Right. This this device is older than I am and runs mm-hmm. like a champ. I cannot stop this machine from running. And I've I have tried by just doing bad stuff and being being stupid with it, but it just keeps going. So like the Cuisinart. Yeah. Uh we had a KitchenAid, that thing uh, eventually, eventually died. Um, and I just, I just don't make enough mixed things that I require a kitchen, but I guess it also does lots of other things, right? You can make noodles and pasta and stuff. We do have a old, old style self crank. Like it has, um, what are those, the, uh, the vices that you would, you would, uh, attach it to the counter hand crank pasta maker and nice. that's how when I make pasta, that I do it. If I'm not knife, knife if I'm not doing just knife cut pasta, yeah. I'll use, uh, yeah. I'll use this device.
1: Right on. I do have a KitchenAid mixer, and I have the pasta making attachment, and I have used it. But, oh, how uh, is it? Uh, it's great. It does exact. Again, it does exactly what you think it would. Uh, mm-hmm. Making pasta is, is so much easier than I ever realized it was. Oh, and sorry. so, uh, and in fact, now I am as likely to hand roll it and hand cut it. As I am to use the pasta machine because it's just really easy to do. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. But we will uh, we'll do another episode and talk more because I think there's a blender conversation that we haven't had yet. We have blenders and mixers and food processors. I think online. we're going to
0: c- come together, uh, listener. If you're out there, um, blenders and blended families—that's the topic. And if you can, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if you can bring a story with it, um, uh, Greg will do the dramatic reading.
1: I will, because that's how I like to see things. And uh, just to demonstrate again, thank you, Gretchen, for this idea. Uh yeah, thanks, Lester, Gretchen. If you have an idea that you'd like us to, um, to talk about, we would love to talk about it. Send us an email. Let us know your thoughts. We would. Okay. All right, great. All hey, right. Great to see you again. You too, Jonathan, as always. We'll talk All again right. soon. Bye, All everyone. Right. Bye, everybody.
0: You've been listening to
1: Tasty Gents, a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast.
0: Okay, cue jingle. Cue
1: jingle. There
0: it is.